Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of experience, a really good head of hair, and some nice-looking glasses. But it's up to you to figure out the rest, (laughs) you knuckleheads, what you should know by now. You want to get involved with this show on uh, this dreary Monday in Western Pennsylvania on Twitter is the best way to do so. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions Tell at how Wesley you Euler and at the body 52. Duh. We will, of course, too, about an hour from now, unite the Migos when our buddy Chris Mama. Carter will join us in the second hour of the program. Arthur Motes. I mean, you know, normally this is the time I ask time you time how on. we're doing, what's cut, going on. I, I got to cut you off anywho. Yeah. I just looked on Twitter because, you know, when, whenever you say, hey, on the dot com, it's like, oh, let me be reminded to retweet. And I looked at your tweet. <laughs> Here's the usual show preview tweet. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, dang. <laughs> I have mostly. I've... I got nothing. <laughs> Here we go. The well has run dry in this regard. Okay. <laughs> You know, usually even yeah. when the Steelers have a performance like they did yesterday in Philadelphia, I'll find a way to get something in the tweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we did go up to Buffalo and lose by 35 points a couple weeks ago. I came back that next Monday, that next day with the, the classic Axl Rose, you know, yes, where yes, do yes. we go? Where do we go now? I couldn't even put that out there after yesterday. Mm-mm-mm. So let's get right into it. The Pittsburgh Steelers fall to the Eagles in a... Uh, game that wasn't relatively close after the second quarter the offense struggled once again the defense struggled once again the special teams struggled once again and the Steelers have now lost six of their last seven games as they head into the bye week <sighs> Professor Motes on a Monday I'd like to get your first reaction your most prevalent thought if you will as it relates to the Steelers' performance that we saw on Sunday, 
where you want to go here to start this thing today? I'll go where I always go. <clears throat> Once again, talent there, playmaking there, not consistent enough. Contrast, 7-0 and team or 6-0 and Eagles. Talent there, execution there, play calling there, consistency in all three phases. But nothing super different about our approach. In fact, we called literally identical plays. Plays that they scored on, we had our chances to make completions in. For whatever reason, they fell incomplete or foot, you know, wasn't in bounds. Did you survive the ground on the catch? Those type of things were happening on our end. And their defenders stood up a lot of times versus the 50-50 ball and didn't allow the explosive play. In contrast, for us, we did not stand up consistently enough with those 50-50 balls. And three plays changed the feeling during that game um, in the second quarter. Three A.J. Brown big-time catches changed the dynamic because prior to that, it was Miami Dolphins game all over again. Make them execute because, as you saw, the offense, we can say it was bad, but they had 10-play drive, 12-play drive, 15-play drive, 8-play drive, 7-play drive. I'm sorry, but... They did a decent job on third down, (laughs) honestly. I'm sorry, but that's not bad offense. That's not bad play calling. That's not even bad execution exclusively. Now, did they result in touchdowns? No, but that's a different conversation because prior to what we were seeing yesterday, the, the big conversation was, could you get a first down? Then it was, okay, can you do it on third down? Then it was, okay, could you win time possession? You notice how every time we speak on the offense specifically... We keep having to change certain things because the improvement is showing up, but red zone now is an issue, right? Ball security still is popping up. Regardless of who we point blame and how we want to justify it, turnovers are turnovers, and that continues to add up. Mm -hmm. But that's not new. That's not something that we haven't talked about. So where am I at with this? I'm the exact place I was last week. (laughs) It's like, yeah, this is a team that is trying to figure it out. And they were playing against some teams that have already figured it out, that are a lot more consistent. But let's not act like the areas when we talked about five-star matchup and we said these are areas that we could win, that we didn't. Offense line is their weakest link. Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, Malik Reed, Ryan Anderson, Carlos Davis. Did they not win up front? Okay. Play man-to-man on defense, mix it up, blitz them, but you got to tackle the catch. For the majority of the time, they did that. The big issue was what? You cannot get beat over top. Nope. And that happened. Yep. Some of that, though, if we're being real, let's take logos away. Because it's easy to hold our guys to a higher standard. No logos, no nothing. In a vacuum. A.J. Brown one-on-one versus Keller Witherspoon. Bet your life savings on it. That's an easy decision. No one outside of people that live in Pittsburgh would ever think that this guy should be able to handle him one-on-one. But that's the expectation that we have. And when it doesn't happen, what do we say about the defense? What do we say about the play call? What do we say about that person? And it's like, no, that's just a mismatch. Javon mm-hmm. Hargrave versus Kevin Dotson. If Dotson plays for any other team and Wild plays for any other team, we're not sitting here talking about, man, 6'9", got to block him. Nah. When Wild was on our team, you know what we said? Wild, that's the type of guy that you should beat. But when it's a Steeler, we kind of forget that. And then we ask questions like, hey, man, where are we at today? Not to you specifically, but sure, it's like, sure, sure. man, doom and gloom, the sky's falling. Oh, no. And it's like, no. Not only do we have our own issues in terms of consistency, but we also have issues in terms of just bad matchups. That also happens at this level. But when you couple that with everything that was going on yesterday, it becomes a perfect storm, so to speak. 
it felt like Buffalo. Because not just are you having issues talent-wise, but you're also giving up explosive plays. Yes. Because prior to those explosive plays, midway through that second quarter, we didn't feel like this game was out of hand. Shoot, even when they did get the three explosive plays and we came out of the second half and were able to cut it to a two-score game, we still felt like we were involved. The fumble cost us Mm -hmm. because then they went down to score it again, and that's when it really got almost insurmountable. Right. That's when it felt like, all right, well, this one's out of hand But that fumble happened with like five minutes left in the third quarter. So it's like we have had opportunities, and we had opportunities in this game offensively and defensively. Other areas where we said that we should have advantages, right? We talked about special teams. We said, man, Dallas had had some success returning the ball on them. Steven Sims, he had some success out there as well returning the ball. That held true. When we talked about some of the matches that we felt like we could exploit, we said, man, they're inside linebacks. We felt we could run the ball at times on them, right? And at times we did. Didn't do it consistently enough. Part of that, Najee, part of that as a whole, the blocking across, not just offensive line, these receivers as well. I'm not about to sit here and act like it's not. not They don't block good enough. I don't don't. care about what y'all hollering about who's open or not. In this run game, all guys have to block. You go, and this is what I started doing, and I've been doing this, but when you look at it in this manner, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. So don't think of it solely in the sense of, Najee got tackled for a loss. What did Najee do wrong? After every run and play where it's a tackle, go look at the player that made the tackle and rewind it and watch where he's at and what happens on the play. And you'll be surprised to see the people that they're beating. You'll be surprised at times they actually are blocked initially and it's not a finish. Or a guy misses him blatantly. And you're like, bro, was that intentional or did you not study enough to not know this was going to happen? Kenny Pickett said what after the game? We lack detail. We need to watch more film individually and as a team. Why is that? Because they are too reactionary versus anticipating. Difference is this, case in point. You're my wide receiver. You're pulling around on a block. It's a run play. It's a toss. DB could be outside. You're going to drive block him. Mm -hmm. If he's not outside, you're looking inside. Mm -hmm. Pick up the inside linebacker or the safety falling in, okay? So as soon as you're pulling around, you have already know there's nobody out there. So why am I looking out there? My eyes should naturally go inside. inside. You know what they're doing? They're still looking out there for whoever's supposed to be out there. And by the time they realize, oh, it's not there, it's inside. Too late. Too late. Guys already beat them. But when you look at it without understanding play calling, without understanding schematics, without understanding responsibility, the quick thing to do is run to social media and say what? Terrible play call, fire Mad Canada. Why is it Najee running the ball the way he's supposed to run? But when you actually look at it with detail and understanding, that's not the case. The case is execution. But because certain players we like more than others, we give them a little bit longer at least. Or we'll ignore that part and solely focus on the negative part that also was a part of this but i was glad to hear kenny actually call that out yeah 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 and not just call players out in terms of not working but specific film session because that's the part as a player you get embarrassed by that you get defensive about that because that's questioning how professional you are think about when kyler murray's contract came out and that was yeah. a part and we all, all the laughed, call right? of duty jokes right oh man what do you mean you got to tell i got to study that's a real thing because not everybody studies at this level you know why the league averages two and a half years injuries are important but it's not two and a half years when you think about every think about all the people that are playing this game first round draft picks sixth round draft picks seventh round draft picks undrafted guys everybody included two and a half years because athletically yeah we're all gifted Athletically, you can you can lie. You can get away with it for two and a half years, best case, without really studying. But eventually it catches up because eventually you're not going to always be the better athlete. Eventually you're going to have to outthink. Eventually you're going to have to anticipate. And when we talk about the flip side, even at the quarterback position, can you pick it, right? Some of the things when I'm talking about anticipating, he's expecting college open right now. 
College open is two to three yards of separation. You can visually see it. College, you're having college open. If you throw the ball 40 times, 23 to 30 of them throws are college open, meaning two to three yards of, two, separation. Three yards of separation. You can it's an see easy decision. it. It's easy to yeah. read. Yep. And you only have 10, five to 10 throws where it's NFL open, where a guy's on his hip and you got to put it in the front hand. That's NFL open. Like Pat Fryermuth was on that fourth down play yeah. down in Miami on Sunday night. Perfect example. Yep. NFL open versus collegiate open. But as a rookie, he's having to learn to trust that. So it was times where protection, it was good enough. And the receivers, it wasn't NFL, it wasn't college open, but NFL-wise, they were open. Right, right. That's where he has to understand when and how to do that. Ooh. But at the same time, you still want to minimize the turnovers. But that is the next step for him. But you look at Jalen Hurts, a year ago, we were having them saying conversations. A year ago, it was, can he do that? This year, what is he showing? He's that he can. Certainly And we can. saw that on multiple occasions, not just yesterday, but throughout this season. But that's the progression that he is at. But he's also a what? A year two, right? Year, this is year, year three. three. Year year, three. This is year three right now yep. for him. Yep. So the progression, it Year two time. of really being the guy, right. but year three overall. Because I said, first yeah. year he was more so just like they were bringing him for Wildcat. So it's like, right. And I think this they, is they, benched, year. they benched Wentz for like the last and game of the year. Remember, that's when they, they got rid they, of the coach. And remember the, Gi- the Giants yeah. and Joe Judge threw uh-huh. that little fit because they thought the Eagles lost the game on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once again, it took time for him to get to this point. So you can't skip the valley to get to the mountaintop. There is no (laughs) elevator, no cheat code, no fast pass. You have to go through this. Now, we hope that it doesn't have to last as long as others, but this is a part of it. And knee-jerk reactions, fire this guy, cut that guy, I want to blame this guy, point finger, point finger. That's not how you get out of this. That's how you live in this longer. Ain't that the truth. As Buffalo, as much as they love Josh Allen, Man, it was times where he was doing some of the things that Kenny Pickett did in the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. You know how many people wanted him up out of there? You know how many people wanted people fired up there? And now look at it. Because they held strong through it. Now they didn't late. just seek comfort <laughs> and only po- focus on negative, negative, negative. Because focusing only on the negative is not going to get you any type of positivity. And they're just toying with people now. Absolutely. But Josh Allen did not play well last night. They still beat yeah. the Packers by double digits. But they busted their tail to get there, though. Yeah, yeah. And even when we say he didn't play well to his standard. To his standard, yes. Yeah. Correct. Because Correct. he definitely did more than enough to get him out of that Correct. game, and that's why it was Correct. how it was. He just made two mistakes late in the game yeah. to keep them around and yeah. ultimately make me lose money because I ain't hit the spread on my 11 instead of hitting for 10. But, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, Not to get personal or anything. You know, I had to throw it in there. Come oh, on course. now. Of course but you did. As a whole, though, you can see, though, it took him time to get there. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. We don't like it. And I'm not saying that you have to enjoy where we're at right now, but this is a part of us improving. And how can I point to tangible improvement? Week one, week two, week three. How many 10-play drives do we have? How many 15-play drives do we have, Wes? Not many. Talk to me about it, Wes. Not like, many. As I'm looking here and I'm really, I'm like, yo, how many? Let's see, this game alone, how many drives do we have? You know, multiple first downs on, like right? Like at least eight plays. 13-play drive. We have a 12-play drive, a 15-play drive, a 8-play drive, and then a 7-play drive. And then the last drive was six plays we threw the pick. Sure. That's six drives of at least multiple first downs. Some of this two to three first downs. It's like, man, we are seeing growth. We are seeing improvement. The first part of it was we couldn't move the ball. Remember the first quarter of the season? What was our critique? Defense on the field way too long. Way too much. We don't get first downs. We can't move the ball in any capacity. We are not there anymore. That is progress. Now, you can acknowledge it. Or you can go doom and gloom and act as if you don't see that. But that 
is tangible stuff that we can point to. That's not fictitious. That's not speculation. That is hard facts. So we are progressing where we need to, but this is a part of it. And it's not always going to be linear. And when you face a team mm. like Philly that is at a further stage in their development, oh, yeah. it's going to look like this at times. But literally, think about James Bradbury and when we tested him, how he stood up versus when they tested Akello and how Akello didn't stand up. Then think about the contrast of when we tested Darius Slay and he stood up versus when they tested Edmonds. The one time he didn't stand up, the next time he does stand up. James Pierre, he stood up when he had that chance, right? But this is the same stuff. It's the same plays, yeah. the same scenarios. Yeah. I'm going to test your elite guy. I'm going to test your not elite guy. They tested they tested Minka, right? They and did. Minka didn't make the play. Early on, yeah. We, they, we tested Darius Slay. He got the PBU. Mm-hmm. Those are the differences. Mm-hmm. We did the same stuff. But when you're talking about oh, fire this guy because he doesn't know how to do it. It's like, nah. We're just asking, can this guy make a play or not? Now, is him making this play or the lack thereof? Is that on the coaching staff? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is that on the coaching staff? When we talk about the illegal formations, like, I'm like, detail your work. And I'm I'm on the soapbox. No, I love it. I love it right now. But even also, and I will go this part too, man, when we're talking about the illegal formations and some of the pre-snap penalties and stuff like that, I'm 50-50 when I think of fan perspective, because it is easy to say that's exclusively on coaching coaches that have these guys prepared, better understanding. But at the same time, as a player who played this game for nine years and I was never an all pro, I was never the first round draft. I was never elite. You put that onus on players because you know, you control what you can control. I'm waiting on my coach to tell me every little detail, every little thing. I'm not going to last this long. You last in this league by detailing your work, by studying individually and collectively. Sure. But you have to put that time in. You have to be a professional. So when we're talking about a legal formation because this tackle isn't all on the line of scrimmage, he's playing the game of, okay, how far can I get back pre-snap to help me with this speed rusher? But at the same time, I have to make sure that my helmet is breaking the waistline of the center, but at the NFL level, you can get away with doing it with the guard. But those are little nuances. Those are little details. Is that on Matt Canada? Matt Canada got to coach these guys up to that. The O-line coach got to tell them each and every detail. It's like, bro, at what point do you hold yourself accountable? At what point do you say, I'm a professional in the workplace? I'm paying you what I'm paying you a for A lot of reason. these guys are making more money than their coaches are. Exactly. So it's easy to point to the coach and say, he got to be better. But I'm looking at these players from a person that has done this, that has lived this for nine years, and was never a guy that just said, man, my talent is the end-all, be-all. I can get over it. It's like, nah. The details is where it is. But you have to understand that, and that doesn't happen without film study. When you talk about a guy not knowing if he should be on the line of scrimmage or as a wide receiver, Jeez. it's like, man, you can't cover up an end man on the line of scrimmage as an eligible in rec ball. Right. <laughs> what, 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 coach, I need you to tell me that as a, as a 23-year-old, 24-year-old NFL guy getting millions. You couldn't do that when I was six. But you want to holler about coaching. Like that's it blows my mind at times. Well, that bro. is that is the seeking comfort of all this, right? Hundred percent, it is. When in reality, as you and I know, it's a collective. Mm-hmm. You don't lose six out of seven games just because your coaches aren't good enough, nope. or just because your defense isn't good enough, mm-hmm. or just because the offensive line or the run game or the quarterback isn't good enough. It's a collective. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot easier to blame it all on the coaching staff. And not your favorite quarterback or your favorite running back or and and on down the list. And when there is a lack of understanding. And that happens with fans, with certain media. It's just easier to point to why did this guy like this Instagram post? Yeah, we want to talk about that real quick. Think about it. That 
So if you win the game, you could like whatever post you want. If you lose the game and you like that post on Wednesday, nobody cares. If you like it on next Sunday, nobody cares. But because you liked it on Sunday after the game, it matters? No. These dudes know each other. We train together. We're former team. Javon Hargrave, how many years did he play here? How much success did he have here? He was four, was he four years four here? Years four here, years here. Drafted here. here. Yep. We love Hargrave here. Yep. Hargrave loved it here. The only reason he left was because of money. We know this. We chose to go with it, and at that time it made sense. But that was it. So because we like the Deontay Johnson like his picture after the game, that, that's the reason why we lost. That's the reason, man. We ain't focused. Oh, we sending messages now. Oh, it's because he was sacking Kenny Pickett. Oh, my God. What was going on? The locker room was lost. It's like, no, bro. It's not that deep. It really is not. I, I, I. <laughs> but when you're losing. That cracked me. When I saw the reaction to that. But when teams lose. I was, la- I was when, laughing. When you start losing and you don't have understanding to understand why, what is happening finger, is happening. Finger point. You finger point. And because the, that's how you find things. comfort. Yeah. And I get it. And that's what we talk about seeking comfort and why you have to guard against it as a professional. As fans, man, we get it. Have at it. But this is the context. And that's why as a former player, I can tell you, it does not matter. In terms of who's liking what post, because that is a small highlight of this guy's day. That's also just a the fraction. that's also just the generation that the athletes are Absolutely. now. Absolutely, like it. Don't get me wrong. In theory, right? Thirty thousand feet view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't love you liking a picture of your quarterback getting sacked. I don't, It's not that deep. It, it's real. That's just but, but, the but, way but, these guys Th- operate. Thirty thousand foot view. Who is Deontay Johnson no longer? Javon Hargrave or Kenny Pickett? Who do you think his relationship is better with, Javon Hargrave or Kenny Pickett? Once again, when we talk about 30,000 foot, just not to you, but just in that context, it's like people lose sight of all of that because we're losing. If we would have won yesterday, you think anybody hollering about that? You think this is the first time we've liked another team's post or vice versa? You know how many times I could tell you where LJ Fort playing for the Baltimore Ravens was liking our post after we beat them? Come on, man. What's the difference? You know how many posts I've liked of my guys? Man, that's my homie over there. He playing in Buffalo. You know, I'm going to like Dirty Red. Tyler, you don't think I like Red's pitches when he played the Pittsburgh says he make a play? Man, it's my dog. That's my brother. I'm liking it. I might double like it. I might even comment because that's my partner to them. <laughs> but that's the stuff that when you're talking about the lack of context and when you talk about not understanding but trying to find something sure. to hang on to, sure. we do this. If, if the Steelers would have won 35-13 to 13 yesterday instead Ain't of lost, talking about it. And, yeah. and, and, and they still like that picture that Hargrave posts of, of the sack, mm-hmm. no one's talking about nah, it. In fact, they'd be like, yo, man, that's dope, man. You see the relationship and, right there, man. That's that's what it's supposed to be. Brothers off the field, but they they went to war, but they friends afterwards. No different than a jersey swap, right? And and, and part of, listen, I, I saw some people tweeting today, Hans Ward would have never done that. Troy Polamalu would have never. Well, Polamalu wouldn't have been on social media in the first place. Debo wouldn't have done that. <sighs> One, you don't know that because that wasn't their time. Time out, time out. Debo also went to the Patriots right after the Steelers. Well, no, no, no. Went to the Super Bowl. I get that, but I was gonna <laughs> even say this. We talk about hollering about some pictures and posts and stuff like that. If you really talk to some of them older guys, the Joey Porters, the Debos, ask them how many times after a game on the road where they might have won or lost the game. And it's like, no, I'm staying down here. I'm kicking it. And I'm going to go hang out with some of my guys that are from the other team. That was happening as well. And it still does happen. But because it wasn't on Front Street, people's perception was a little bit different. Social media has just opened people's eyes to it. No different when we talk about social injustice and everything else that's happening in the world. None of this is new. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, we can go back further in history with slavery. All of this stuff is taking place. It's just now it's a camera on it. Everyone's got it. everyone's got a camera in their so pocket. So when we talk about guys competing against each other but still having good friendly relationships afterwards, that's still been going on. The jersey swap is the most prime. The jer- think about the jersey swap. 
Are you we, taking we, your jersey off? You even got off. to the crib. We're, I'm like, here, take my jersey. I want your on jersey. On the field, on taking the, it off. You just whooped my butt. I want that one. And sign it, please. Say something nice. And I'm going to smile on the picture. It's like, man, if we really like want to play the game. They do that in European soccer, right? But most of those guys wait till <laughs> they get saying? off the field yeah. and they do it in the tunnel. But it's like, if we want to play that game of like, yo, let's point to this person liking this picture. Or why would you like that? That's a bad match. It's like, yo, we really, I, mean, I would we think that that's a little bit worse than that. Waiting on the field after the game to get autographed <laughs> Eagles jerseys. That's that's just, that's the generation that it is now. And you can, you can if, if, if you want to, hey, I'm old school and I, you know, I want Heinz Ward who's ready to take somebody's head off 24-7 mm-hmm. and Hey, I'm I'm not gonna fault you for that, but I just I I, I don't think it's that deep. Yeah. I don't know if you saw there was a big controversy a couple weeks ago with uh this isn't just like a football to Pittsburgh thing. Uh Messi, of course, mm-hmm. everyone knows. Even if you oh, yeah, even yeah, if you yeah, don't familiar, know even familiar. if you don't know a rip about soccer, you know who Messi is. He liked a picture one of his Argentina teammates scored the goal that knocked mm-hmm. Barcelona, his old team, out of the Champions League. Yeah. And he liked he the picture. It. They and everyone's crazy. like, yep. does he hate Barcelona now? Does yeah. he have a does he have tough feelings about his old team and his mm-hmm. own? No, he's just supporting his fellow countrymen who yeah. scored a big goal. But like, it, but we never want to feel inadequate. And whenever we yeah. feel like that and we're not able to handle it, we get defensive. We take it personally. It's no different when we're talking about accountability. As a player, <clears throat> one of the big things that we learn playing the sport is to never take it personal. One of the things that Coach Tomlin always preaches about, mm. preaches about, never take it personal. Why? Because if I tell you, hey, Wes, I love your cadence, but sometimes you're loud. And you take it uh, personal, what are I you going to do? But no, but think about it. If you take it personal, I'm you're going to be gonna out get, there whispering from, now, or you're going gonna, forward. Or you'll get defensive, right? And you'll be like, nope, leave me alone. I'm going to yell as much as I want to. I do what I want to do, right? It's true, yeah. And is that helping or hurting you? It's hurting, hurting you. Yeah. But if you say... It's less about my ego. It's less about my pride. Okay, I get it. I'm doing this a little bit too much. Let me dial that back. Let me add this to my game. Now, have you improved or have you gotten worse? You've improved. Absolutely. I said the exact same thing to you, but how you received it was the difference. And that still does happen with this team right now. But that, to me, is something that we have to understand. Accountability is dope. And it's cool to move on from that, but you can't take it personal every single time. It's a critique. Or you can't think that, man, this is a witch hunt on this player just because we're saying, hey, he has to run the ball better or he has to throw better or he has to catch better or he has to do this better. That's context. It's specific to what he has to work on to improve. It's not saying that he's a terrible person or player, but that area is where he needs to improve upon. As a player, you can't take that personal. And at times, I do feel like, man, these guys have taken it personal. We've seen a prime example with Deontay. For, I mean, yeah. he he obviously corrected it after the fact, but even he took it personal. That's the thing that you can't do. But when you're young, when you're not as confident in who you are, when you're and not when as proven and the team is struggling, yeah. absolutely. It is very, very hard to not take it personal because you don't want to feel like you're the reason why. But when, you're two is sitting at two, when your team is sitting at two and six, newsflash, Everybody has a hand in this thing. Every, that's Everyone's culpable. And when you don't have that type of accountability across the board, when it's just simple as, man, it's always Matt Canada. He can't call up anything. Man, you ain't like that fake jet sweep pass to Derek Watt. They got us a touchdown? Because to me, that's a dope call. I hated it when it was going on, but that's a part of a play call, right? That's a part of the surprise element. Going in your bag. When we talk about some of the dialing up shots, man, we had some 50-50 balls on the outside. They weren't completions, but we had them. Some of them you could make a case was a completion. Yeah, and then, but it's like, man, we're there seeing was that. one too that Kenny Kenny back shouldered it to, yeah. to George Pickens, and I don't know what he was doing there because George had mm-hmm. separation, and if he just airs that thing out, that's a different that's a sixty yard Absolutely. touchdown reception. Or you think about middle of the field to Pat Frymouth, he overthrows him, hits twenty two in the chest, twenty two drops the first one, right? 
But those are the things. It's like, yo, that's still a good call. The execution wasn't there, but the call is good. Right. And I'm not saying I'm not saying every call is good either. Either, right? But that's what that's but where it's, it's the, the balance. It's the give and take. Yes. Right. If there's better execution, honestly, at 35 to 13 was the final yesterday. We we got to go to break here, but yeah, that could have easily, easily have been mm-hmm. 35 to 27 final mm-hmm. score, and you lose by eight, yeah. and you're not seeking comfort in that. But we're 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 dang sure a little bit of a different tone than we have today. I would agree. Could have easily been 27 to 35 with a little more execution. Yeah. And I will say, just because we can identify it as an in-house issue, doesn't mean that it makes it feel better. But that context does matter. It, and, it, yes. and, it, and it makes it, in terms of why we speak with a more optimistic tone, because these are fixable things that don't require massive changes. This team's going to win some games down the stretch. They, they Absolutely. are. Like, and I'm not seeking comfort in saying That's that. That's just the reality They got it. more games at home than they, yeah. than, than they do on the road. They, and they're not playing teams that they have to be perfect in. Exa- when you're playing exactly. Philly, you got to execute at a high level for four quarters. And if you don't, they can they can take advantage of it, which we saw. Since he's good, Baltimore's good. Who else on the schedule really still is, is scaring you? And are we acting like Cincinnati and Baltimore aren't inconsistent teams also? Well said. Yeah, there's there's a lot to get here too. I want to talk a little bit more about Najee. We want to talk a little bit more about Kenny. We want to get to uh, to all your guys' tweets. We got them rolling in here, yes, uh, indeed, at a yes, rapid indeed. pace as we usually do on a Monday. And, and I blame Wes for, hi- for having me hijack the uh, <laughs> that segment like that. That no, was not Ryan. Dollar tweets and says Arthur Motes spitting straight facts today. D have tweets and says Motesy out here spitting the truth. I, I'm grateful. I, I don't. I don't want to come off as a pastor today. You know, I was just trying to give a little context, man. But I was a little warmed up. You know, we will. Uh, since we're going to have Chris Carter in the final segment of the show, we will start to get to some of your tweets, your questions, yes. your comments, concerns, and reactions. They are a plenty here on a another uh, tough Monday in Steeler Nation. We'll get through it together. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, Steelers Blitz on SNR. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 